As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Built to Last show. I'm so excited to introduce you to Tracy Litt of The Lit Factor. Tracy, welcome. Thank you. I'm so pumped to hang out with you here. So excited. We're going to have the best conversation. You guys are in such, you're in for a treat with this woman. I love you so much. We're going to have such an amazing conversation about strong women building empires, yet also, um, creating this life where you can have it all. And it feels really good to have it all. So Tracy, I would love for you to fill us in on a little bit of the backstory and tell us about your business. Yes. Um, Thank you for having me. And just congratulations. This podcast is going to do massively important work in the world. So yay you first and foremost. Um, So I'm a founder of The Lit Factor, creator of Mind Magic, and I'm a success mentor for visionary women leaders and entrepreneurs. I'm a mindset coach, a spiritual advisor. I'm a licensed hypnotherapist. Uh, best-selling author of Worthy Human, TEDx speaker. It's like one of those things that keeps running and running and running. And the first thing I want to highlight is I was none of those things four years ago. Like, wow. none, yeah. like yeah. none of them. And I like to share that because we're so powerful and you know, you are so powerful beyond measure and beyond your ability to even realize it sometimes that as we as empire building women show up, we become expanders for the women around us. And you can look into Megan or you can look into me and other incredible women and go, yep, if she can, I can. Mm-hmm. And I just need you to know that you absolutely can, no matter where you came from and no matter what's gone on for you up until now. Um, you know, and for me in terms of like, how did I get to the, the spot that I'm in now? It was, uh, it started recognizing what a victim I had been of my life many, many years ago um, when I found myself a single mother with an eight month old baby crying on my garage floor while my daughter who's now 17 was crying in her crib. And it was like, whose life is this? And how the hell did I allow this to happen? And I recognized that I had tolerated and allowed, you know, red, forget about red flags, red flags smacking me in the face. And I was just ignoring them and ignoring them, ignoring them, trying so hard to squeeze a round hole into a square peg, because that's what we were told, you know, you grow up and you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this, and then you're supposed to be happy, right? Um, It wasn't exactly that way. And that was the first time that I had a moment and I didn't actually realize what it was then of my higher self, my higher knowing kind of coming through. And it felt like this in a verbal form, get up. You're either gonna continue to make the choices you've been making, or you're gonna start to make different choices for that little girl in there. Mm -hmm. And that wake up call catapulted me into a 12 year corporate career, landing as a vice president of human resources for a global elder care company. And that was fine, but it was another like, aren't I supposed to be happy now? Like, why, why is my soul dying? I don't understand. 
And then she came back again, which is it kind of translates into the pillars of my work. And she is that next level version of me. And she was saying like, you're not gonna get out alive and you're not willing to die without having played full out. Like you have so much to give. And that's when I started exploring industries of service, psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, coaching. And then when you hit, co if you don't know the personal growth industry and then you stumble upon it, it's like, what? is this land, right? It's like a wormhole that opens up into this incredible place. And I fell in love with it. And I started doing the work on myself and um, ended up enrolling in coaching school. But I have to say this is important, but I was paralyzed for two years by fear. I sat in that corporate job two extra years because my self-doubt was so incessant. What if you suck? What if it's too much of a risk? What if it doesn't work? Who do you think you are? Everyone's gonna think you're crazy. And that actually was such of service to me because it, pushed me into learning and becoming an expert in fear, which is what my TEDx became on, and what we really need to do to take ourselves to the next level and never let fear stop us again. And then I manifested a layoff from that VP job. Of course. And then literally, literally, I was the happiest person in the world to be laid off. I remember my CEO calling me, she's like, okay, we have to lay you off, we're so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. It was almost like, I'm sorry, did you hear me? We have to lay you off. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. We've got this. We're fine. Because I knew and, and, and the universe works for you when you make a decision. And my decision had been made. And the rest of it is history. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like you and I know each other pretty well. We haven't known each other like that long. I think like a year, year and a half, but listening to you tell that story, I'm like, holy cow, we are like identical in what our like journey was like the first 10, 15 years of kind of having like this moment and your moment happened to be in the garage that day with your infant baby. You know, mm -hmm. it's interesting, you know, we're both moms. I have one daughter, you have three daughters, right? I have three. So I have a beautiful blended family, which if you want to raise your consciousness and grow, blend a family, cause that'll yeah. do it. Um, so I have three daughters combined. The middle is my biological daughter and my eldest and my youngest are my stepdaughters. And I've been in their life since they're three, five, and six. So yep. we've been together a long time. Yeah. Now they are 15, 17, and 18. Yeah. 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 Just listening to you. Like, I remember when our daughter is now 11, she just turned 11, but I remember she was, I had left my teaching career when I had her. And that is when my entire life changed. And I, I remember having so many moments, she's in her crib, she's crying. And I'm, I'm like in the living room or in the bedroom, like having this, like, I don't, you know, like a life crisis yeah. in a way. And it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go down the path that I've always been told to go down that society tells you to go down that is so dang to like using your words, like soul sucking. You know, I literally have had times where I felt like I was, my soul was balled up, dried up in a corner. Mm -hmm. And it's like that moment, you've got to make a choice. You've got to decide which way you're going to go. So, oh my gosh, like so much of your story, Tracy, I resonate with in, on so many levels. Um, yeah, and I love knowing that about you too. Just those synchronicities. Yeah. yeah. What well, it seems like for both of us. And I think a lot of women, we just don't talk about this out loud very much, but it was like becoming a mom. Um, we both had daughters. So I don't know if it's like a, having a daughter thing, like really does it for you, but it makes you completely change your entire perspective on life and living and the example that you're setting for your daughter. 
And I, you know, probably both of us, like, I I feel like my daughter has taught me way more than I've taught her Mm -hmm. about this life and about what it means to be alive. Absolutely. And what it means to use your life for something. Yeah. It makes me emotional talking about like, but you guys like we're, we're vessels, we're these containers of capacity and ability and potential. And if you continue to go down what's known, what's safe, what's societally accepted, and, and you're not questioning things, you're not living. You're not going to thrive. Yeah. Right. You'll be like, I'm fine. But who wants fine? What's what what's the what's the use in fine? Yeah. We have so much to access. And, you know, especially as women building empires who have daughters. It's it's such a huge part of my inspiration, such a huge underpinning for me on why I show up so powerfully and why I take massive risk, which is part and parcel to what's enabled me to quantum leap and make so many great moves in a, in a short span of time. Because the way that I see loving her and loving the three of them is not the old school paradigm of motherhood. It is not sacrificial. It is not I don't mom guilt does not happen in my world. I know it doesn't happen in yours either. Right. Mine either. I never and, had it. Yeah. And I will. And whether you never had it or you've had it, you need to shift it because mom guilt and empire building do not go together. They do not <laughs> mix well. No, 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 no. So it's like really recognizing how do I love her the most? Well, I use my life to show her what's possible. Right, that to me, and it's it's this new paradigm that I mentioned to you. It's it's called expander parenting, and it's something that came out of a, a killer coaching session in Mind Magic, which is the, my group program, and we were doing fear of success work, and a few of these beautiful, very successful women recognized that the thing that was blocking them from their next tipping point of success was this weird mom guilt that was coming up, right? So it created this like whole dialogue because of what happens with my kids if I'm away more, what happens with my kids if we have to move because I want that gorgeous house or what happens with my kids if, and it's like, whoa, 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 you guys like just adopt this now. What if the way to love your child the most is to lean in to your limitless capacity and show them new ways of being and show them what accessing potential actually looks like in evidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean, it's yeah. God, this is so fascinating. Sean and I were just having a conversation about, uh, we have been looking at land to buy land, to build a home and build a retreat center where our clients will come. And one of the things that has come up is, well, the land that we're going to buy will be at least 90 minutes away from where our daughter goes to school. And so Sean recently has said, we're done making our decisions or not making certain decisions based on where our daughter goes to school. We're not going to let our daughter's schooling and the school that she's in stop mm-hmm. us for the next, she's in fifth grade. Right. So you that would be like putting things on hold for a long time. Sean will be like 60 by the time we ever get there. He's like, we're not going to put it on hold for 10 more years. We're going to go build our dream life and she's going to come with us. Yes. You, I mean, you really do have to change your way of thinking. Okay. So there's something that you, you've used the word fear a few times. I've got a question for you around fear. 
Yes. And you said you're an expert in fear. So from all of your work with the hundreds of thousands of clients that you have worked with on the topic of fear, I'm sure that every single client who comes to you has got fear around something. When it comes specifically to women who are highly ambitious, highly skilled, very intelligent empire builders, like they Mm -hmm. are building legacy businesses. Yes. When you see them bring up fear, Mm-hmm. Is it that I'm afraid I'm going to put myself out there and really go for the next level, but what if it doesn't work and I'm going to lose money, reputation, it's not going to work. I'm going to put all this effort and it's not going to go where I want it to go. So like fear of loss, fear of it's not going to work. Or do you see, I know how amazing I am. I know how bright my light is. I know I'm a world changer and I'm so afraid of becoming that version of myself. So I stay kind of where I'm at. Do you see one or the other? Do you see both? Like, what is it that we're so afraid of when it, when it comes to building these epic businesses? I love this. So there's two really main and for the record, fear is the underpinning that every human has everywhere. There is no gray. If we coach long enough and I asked you enough questions, fear would be there. Like, just don't kid yourself. And it's fine because when you understand the, um, the truth about fear and that, it is gorgeous and biological and and loving your fear is the way to diffuse it right we can maybe talk about that later um but the two things i see in incredible empire building women is two types of fear fear of success in that oh god what's going to have to change if i continue to rise like that right and the interesting thing about fear of success is it seems so ridiculous Like, aren't I doing all of this for success? Why would I be afraid of success? I'm busting my ass so I can be successful. I'm doing these things so I can be successful. But we all have this kind of unconscious um, component in our fear of success that is always to do with some sort of, is my marriage gonna sustain? Are my friendships gonna sustain? Can I be that kind of high level leader? Can I stop picking up the slack and actually delegate? So there's all these little limits in the fear of success. And the other kind of fear I see is actually fear of enjoying the success that's already been created. Oh, fascinating. That is fascinating. Because, because what's gotten most of us to where we are is a very masculine hustle, grind, overdoing constantness approach. And that efforting has paid off until now in terms of how successful you've become. But what I will tell you is It was Marshall Goldsmith who said, what got you here won't get you there. I believe I'm crediting him properly, but I'm going to take that up a notch to say, what got you here is actually blocking you from getting there because it's not a sustainable run rate and you're energetically congested and constricted. You're not in an expansive, flowy, easy, fun, light place, which is how we really build empires, right? We actually take it less seriously because like nothing really is that serious. We're all dying anyway. Why not go for it and have a good time on the way? That's literally how I think, right? Amen. So what happens is this fear of, well, if I enjoy my success, if I celebrate my success, it's going to go away. If I slow down and I shift into this paradigm of utilizing my energy and thinking differently and actually like slowing down so I can expand, what if the shoe's going to drop? Right? Mm-hmm. And what I teach is you are the shoe. You are the shoe. There is no shoe. You are the shoe. Either your subconscious beliefs aren't aligned, so you're going to end up self-protecting and self-sabotaging like Gay Hendricks talks about in The Big Leap, right? 
or you're able to realize anything that happens outside of you gives you an opportunity to learn and grow. There is no shoe. So those would be the two most pervasive that I see the most frequently. Got it. Okay, Tracy. So you yourself are, you know, you've been building your own empire for four years and you're not stopping anytime soon. Yes. Um, you have an extremely successful business. You listed off lots of things that you have founded, created, TED Talks, all the things. So someone listening to this may think, well, you're working a lot. You've got a lot going on. You must have team. You must be putting forth a lot of effort. You're taking a lot of action. Um, I know you just got done recently doing a five-day certification immersion that required work. It required you showing up and doing all the things like there's a lot to do yet. At the same time, you're a mom of three girls. You have a husband, you live in the great state of Florida here. We live just on different coasts. You like really enjoy your life. I mean, you're like the epitome of enjoying your life. You go to the spa. I see what you do. I see your pictures. All the time. I see your pictures. I need an invite to come over there to the East oh, Coast. Of we're Florida going to. to go we're to doing a little immersion there. Change your life. So I think sometimes, especially overachieving women, I would put myself in this category. Sometimes women have a hard time figuring out, okay, I hear you, Tracy. You, let it be easy. Ease and flow. Yet at the same time, action is required for me to build this thing. Effort is required. How do you work with your clients on integrating those two worlds? Yes. I love you. Such a great conversation. So I work and in certain pockets, I work hard, right? If I intentionally have something up, if I, when I was writing my book, if I'm in the middle of a launch, if I'm creating something for certification, I consciously am like, I'm working this weekend, right? And there are plenty of times like no one is lazier than me and no one does nothing better than me. I can do nothing for so many hours. It's like, are you kidding? You haven't moved? Nope, I'm good, right? And then I have got to hang out more. (laughs) Like I can just lay there and do nothing. And I'm like, yeah, and I have no guilt about it. I'm like, this is amazing. And I also get up and I move my body and I take care, right? So all of those things. Ease is an energy that we come from. It's not to misunderstand that it means like, oh, make your vision board and wait for someone to knock upon your door and hand you your desires upon the platter. No, right? We work, but we work aligned. We work intentionally and you're paying attention to your body because it's communicating to you. And if you're sitting behind your desk and you're working on something, but you're tight and you're stressed and you're frustrated and you're overwhelmed, it's not going to turn out well because the energy with which you approached it was off. So it's to spend enough time with yourself. How do I integrate with this with my clients? It's literally this. You're cultivating this non-judgmental self-observation with your body constantly. Because another thing about us overachievers is that we're mostly very logical. And some of us have forgotten we even have a body. Mm. And that's a big problem because then something's gonna happen in burnout or adrenal fatigue or something catalytic and a dis-ease and it's gonna manifest physically and then you're gonna be on your ass for a month and we could have caught that, you know, we could have prevented that the whole time. So when you're sitting and you recognize like, I don't feel good right now, I don't feel easy and I don't feel flowy, that's the indication to literally push back from your desk. I don't care what's going on because it's not like you have somebody uh, like open heart surgery on your operating table, so relax. And I think it's really important that we get that. Back away, 
go for a walk, go sit in your backyard, right? Take a bath at 10 a.m. or 12 o'clock or whatever time it is and relax yourself so that you can come back to the action and move through it that much easier and that much flowier. Because the energy with which we do something, you could take two entrepreneurs and they're working the same exact strategy and the same exact tactics. And one is successful with it and one is not. And the reason will be because of their energetic alignment or lack thereof. Mm. 100% of the time, no gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, just from like, I would love to hear how, because this is a question I get a lot because I work with people with systems and structures and I love preparing and planning and all of those things. And sometimes systems, structures, calendars, all that stuff, it makes entrepreneurs feel like you're putting them in a straight jacket. Do you actually run like your personal and your business life and all the Mm -hmm. facets of that? Do you Mm -hmm. just wake up every day and kind of like go with the flow and do what you want to do? Or do you actually have like structure in your life, whether it's a calendar or a schedule, whatever you have, where you actually have built in time to do all the things you desire to do in all the categories of your life? Or do you just like wake up every day and just like do what shows up? Okay. I love this also because as flowy of a person that I am and have trained myself to be because I am a recovering control freak to the nth degree, like, like I was a maniac, a maniac in control. And I've worked really, really hard on that. Um, it's a combination of both. So, and even my girls know if it's not in the calendar, it's not real. You need me to go to a meeting for college. You better put it in the calendar. If you need me to do something for you, it's got, you want to go get your nails. I'm in, put it in the calendar. It's not on the calendar. It's not real. Yep. But I'm very flexible. The calendar isn't always exactly the same. And what I do to give myself the spaciousness that I need to really thrive is my mornings are always different. Mm. So if I know the night before, like your body really is like calling for some sleep here, I'll cancel my morning workout class and I'll sleep till nine o'clock and then I'll have coffee and I'll do a meditation, right? So I very much like have learned to check in with myself, be like, what do we need right now? Like what's happening here? And then conversely, sometimes like, yeah, 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 no, we're feeling amped. And in the morning I'm getting up and I'm having team calls and I'm writing launch emails and I'm like, you know, doing extra things that are all business related. But that morning time, I always have to like 10 o'clock or so Mm -hmm. open and flowy. And then everything else gets calendared out. Yeah, love that, love that. How do you transition from one role to the other in your life. So how do you transition from in a single day, you may be in mom mode, you may be in wife mode, you may be in leader mode, you may be in total business mode, like you're in the middle of a launch. Um, You may be in self-care mode and you may play every single one of those different roles in one single 24 hour period. And Mm -hmm. It may not all be structured in the calendar exactly right. to a T. How do you transition from, from, from one role to the next being, you know, kind of in your masculine team leader, launching, doing whatever you're doing in your business. We know that doesn't work in a relationship, like coming mm-hmm. into the house, into the living room, in the kitchen or in the bedroom, in your alpha, you know, yes. energy yes. does yes. not work with yes. a man. Your kids don't no. want you in alpha. 
Um, yep, you're how right. do you transition easily from, from one role to the next within a day? Yeah, this is such a great question. And you're right, because something that I've worked on a lot as well is embracing more of my feminine specifically in my marriage because you know like i have a lot of masculine energy very naturally whereas the feminine energy was not something that ever came very natural to me to let myself i look i used to look at feminine energy as like damsel in distress which is really a terrible mindset to have but that's really what my initial you know belief on it was and then i realized the beauty and what changed for me when I became a better receiver, which is also part of the work, like to receive, it's to be, you know, feminine. No, like you're a goddess, let people love you and do things for you and ask for the help and ask for extra help and more help and say yes every time anyone offers anything, right? So I just wanna to touch on that because for those of us that are building these empires and you beautiful um, humans that are listening, it's okay to drop in and not be resilient and not be the strong one and not have the answers and let yourself be cared for. Mm. And I, I think it's a really important element too of what we need to refuel us for everything we're giving out as empire mm -hmm. builders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to answer your question, the answer is based in two things, presence and boundaries. I am phenomenal at boundaries. Wasn't always, but I got there. Like, we'll just tell, like, if you were saying, like, if I'm on launch mode, my kids know I'm not available. If you're bleeding, go talk to your dad. Like, I don't, I, I, I am not here. My identity isn't based in my motherhood. And that's a big, big component for all of us to take a look at too. I am more than a mother, much, much, much more. My motherhood is one piece of the whole that is Tracy lit. Mm -hmm. My wifery, if you will, is one piece right? My friends and social life that are very important to me, that is one piece, the coach that I am, the businesswoman that I am, right? So when you, you'll never outperform your identity and your self-perception. So it's really, really important there because if you feel constantly burnt out or resentful, then you're trying to be all things in all of the areas. And that is like a, a real recipe mm -hmm. for disaster. Mm -hmm. So the boundaries are important so you can communicate, no, I'm not available right now, do this instead. And then really being present. So a great example, when you and I are done hanging out, I have one more beautiful call, and then I'm going out to dinner with my daughter. When I am wherever I am, I am there. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that is taking me away from distracting me or shifting out of where you and I are right now. And it's really important from a productivity perspective and from a life enjoyment perspective, because although back in the day, multitasking was the jam, now it's terrible for you. It drains your energy, it lessens your productivity, it makes you irritable and tired. So being present, say, okay, and then when I get home from dinner and David's chilling in bed and wants to watch Ted Lasso, then I can be, okay, babe, now I'm present with you. So it's literally like a kind of be here now with blinders on model, because I also believe that quality over quantity wins. I don't need to spend hours every day with my kids. I mean, they're teenagers, so it's slightly different. They're busy too, but it's more, I would take one hour of chilling on the couch without phones, talking, laughing, and go a couple days with them gallivanting than thinking I need all of this quantity. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, in closing here, there's a word that I have seen you and heard you use before. Uh, I think you're the first person I'd ever heard it like said in this way. Um, and that's receivership, um, and working on your receivership. So what might be, so what is receivership and how can, uh, all of our amazing listeners start working on like maybe one tiny little tip, they can start working on their receivership. So what does it mean? And give us a tip. Okay. So receivership is the quality of your ability to receive. How good are you at receiving compliments, people treating you to lunch, invoices in your business, feedback, right? There's just like the top ones that are on my head. We all have an opportunity to become exponentially better receivers. And one of the most important things that I want you to know about receivership is that's actually the gateway to your abundance. When people go to work on their abundance, they're working on their abundance. And that's a problem because if you're working on your abundance to gain more abundance, what you're acknowledging is the lack of the abundance. So where you are energetically is in the fact that the abundance is not there. Therefore you are seeking the abundance. So it's wordy, but it makes sense, right? That's amazing. <laughs> okay. To instantly open up to the inherent birthright of your abundance, you must work on your receivership. Because when you are a good receiver, you are open like this. You're like, yes, yes. Like, like if you cannot see me right now, it's like Kate Winslet on the tip of the Titanic and her arms are back and she's like, yes, give it to me. Um, so that's what receivership is. And that's how it connects to abundance. And the fastest thing that you can do is when you receive a compliment, let it in, just let it in. Right. Instead of like, Oh my God, your hair looks so good. I haven't washed it in a week. I love your shirt. Oh my God. It's so old because, and notice in your body, this depth of discomfort, like, right. Because you're being seen, you're being acknowledged, you're being praised, you're being complimented. So take it and, and simply use this, like breathe. Thank you. I let that in, let it in, let it in. Yeah. Ladies start practicing that. You can start practicing that right now. Like right, right now. now. It's amazing. And I'll give you another fun one. You're out to dinner with someone or out to lunch. And they're like, it's my treat. How often you're like, no, 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 it's fine. And they're like, no, 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 let me treat you. And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. Stop it. Someone wants to treat you. Thank you. Great. I said like, oh, you want to treat me? Amazing. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it also lets that other person experience being a giver, yes. which is so enjoyable, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Man, Tracy, this has been amazing. You have dropped so many gold nuggets. This has just been such an incredible treat. I told everybody this is going to be amazing <laughs> to sit back and get ready. Um, how Love can it. people find out more about you? I know you have an incredible three-part audio that people can download. Tell us a little bit about that. And we'll put that yes. link in the show notes below. Amazing. So head over to whatwouldshedo.net and that is the three-part audio. So the, the work that we do is about taking you to the next level of yourself so that you can easily generate everything you desire in your vision, which means having a profound connection with the next level version of yourself and learning what it means to ask the question, what would she do as the actual how behind, well, how do I let her lead? How do I make million dollar decisions? How do I quantum leap? How do I, how do I, you need to abdicate your power as the version you are now and let the next level version of yourself lead. And that three-part audio training breaks it down. We 
go on a yummy visualization, you go spend time with your future self, we do some conversation, and then I teach you in the third part how to utilize the question to get everything you want. Sweet. Love it. Love it. We'll also put um, down in the show notes, a link to your book as well, because you've got an incredible book. Worthy. Thank you. The Worthy Human. Yes. Worthy Human. Yes. Awesome. Well, go get your copy. This is so incredible, Tracy. Thank you so much for pouring into us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.